with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode number something or other. 28. 28 of the video production of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, of course, and with me is the charming blonde bombshell, the Morticia of East Bridgewater, <laughs> Ann Kerrigan. I wish. <laughs> you wish what? I wish I looked like Morticia. Well, you do. You're fine. Except I'm blonde, but anyway. <laughs> Well, hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, we had a little, little hiatus <laughs> last month. Are we speaking all right? Hello, hello. You should yeah. have been drinking before the uh, show. Uh, unfortunately, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> uh, we are back. Mm-hmm. Happy to be here. And uh, what have we been doing recently? We've Ooh. been uh, having some really cool events. Yes, we have. Table tipping. Yep. Um, last Friday up in Andover mm-hmm. at the Universalist Unitarian Church. Church. Yep. Uh, we held a Victorian table tipping event. An enchanting evening. Oh, yes. Enchanting tipping. evening. Yes. Say that three times fast. I know. Mm. Um, which was uh, a very big success and everybody learned a lot about table tipping. Right. So. We thought we would go ahead and uh, run with that theme this evening mm-hmm. and do a show about table tipping. Right, and so we invited all our friends from, from behind us. Yeah, the, uh, they've got the latest political candidates, I see. Uh, there's Hillary <laughs> in the middle there. Yeah, well, they, wait a minute, isn't that? Yep, yeah, that's Trump over there. <laughs> with the bad hair, yeah, 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 yeah there yeah, he is. Yeah, it's <laughs> and uh, what, where's Cruz? Oh, he's hiding behind you. <laughs> What's Rubio doing here? I thought he'd dropped out. <laughs> oh, well. Anyways, those are our friends, and they'll be with us tonight. As you can see, they got their hair they on their table. Happens. They're all ready to go. Yep. They're yeah. ready to start it rocking and rolling. That's right. And uh, before we get into the table tip, of course, uh, you also dragged me to a cemetery or two. Yes, I mm. did. <laughs> so do we want to do uh, cemetery tripping now, or did you have something you wanted to do? Well, yeah, I, mean, I have something to say, but... Uh, the uh, well, you know what we're talking about cemeteries. You know, before we get at the table tip, and I'll do my what I'm going to do. But um, uh, basically, the the cemeteries you you went to those two. Uh, one of them was the South Parish Cemetery, right? Yes. And the other one was the West Parish. West Cemetery. Parish. Mm-hmm. What if it's the same church, South Parish, West Parish? No, they're different. Couldn't they get along? <laughs> I said, well, I'm going to go stop my old church in the West. Paris of and I'll have one in the South. Uh, no, no. I don't know. So, in, 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 you know, in comparison, I mean, if anybody knows cemeteries, it's you. I mean, yes. I respect you for that. Thank I, you. Um, so, in comparison to all the cemeteries you, you visited, how, does that, how do they fit in as far as... We'll, we'll look at it two ways. Size, because size matters sometimes. Uh <laughs> What do I, what did I mention? Size, uh, age, age is important too. Yeah. <laughs> and um, symbolism. So, I mean, how do, how would you rate those? Uh, 
The two different cemeteries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, the first cemetery that we went to in Andover was the South Parish uh, Burial Grounds. And um, although my book says it's a 17th century cemetery, and no, 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 nay, 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 it actually is not, um, there's no stones in there from the 1600s because in my research I found there were no burials in that cemetery prior to 1700. Yeah, because the earliest one we found, I think it was 1708 or something yeah. like that, right? So, um, so at any rate, but the symbolism, that's the, the time of the great symbolism, mm -hmm. the death's heads and the willows and the, um, you know, the cherubs and really, really vivid uh, carvings. Mm -hmm. In comparison with West Parish Cemetery, which is a beautiful... Uh, they say garden cemetery. Garden style cemetery, gorgeous. Um, you know, you would go and have a picnic there, and you giant um, gates. Yeah, very ornate gates and things like that. However, not a lot of richly carved stones there. Um, we found one that was the oldest stone, supposed to be the oldest stone in Andover. And they mocked um, it too, as well. And they did. <laughs> so we would know. Yeah, there was not a lot of great carving. No. Um, to be seen. Beautiful cemetery, yes. Mm -hmm. Fantastic, gorgeous. Uh, 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 Gates. Uh, yeah, the church, the. Um, oh, chapel. Chapel, chapel. That's the word I'm searching for. Uh, where we may do an event, we hope. Mm -hmm. um, so all that stuff is amazing. A beautiful pond and things like that, but not a lot of carving. Not even a lot of statuary. You know, that's what kills me because you and I have gone to the Lowell Cemetery, which is a, a really nice oh, garden yes. cemetery. Mm -hmm. It's got a lot of statuary. It's, it's, I mean, it's really, really a nice cemetery. And I recommend that, you know, on a Sunday to go in oh, and yes. take a ride through <laughs> go it. Go see Witch Bonnie. Yeah. Uh, well, not uh, Witch Bonnie withstanding. I mean, there's some well, right. great. Oh, yeah. There's Everything. some great That's statuary. That's just the there. local legend. The yeah. local legend. Yeah. So Witch Bonnie. Legend. So do we want legend is based on fact. Do we want to go ahead and play cemetery tripping now? I suppose. All right. Russ, could you please queue up our cemetery tripping in Andover? Welcome to Cemetery Tripping, where I will feature a different cemetery in each episode that I hope you will seek out and enjoy as much as I do. As an avid taphophile, or lover of tombstones, I spend a lot of time in the local New England area in the beautiful and historic cemeteries we have here. The stones here are like no others, and I have literally thousands of pictures of the intricate and symbolic carvings found on them. You can see my pictures on Facebook by doing a search for Cemetery Tripping. Today we will visit South Parish Burial Ground in Andover, Mass. This cemetery was established in 1709, and the first recorded burial for Robert Russell was December 13, 1710. The grounds were given by John Abbott, the first deacon of the church and son of original Andover settler George Abbott. The oldest remaining stone belongs to Anne Blanchard, who died on February 29, 1723. Old South was the town cemetery until a second burial place was laid out in 1791 in the West Parish, which is just across the street. The first two pastors and families of South Parish, who served 98 years between them, are buried here, as well as three of the four captains of the Andover Militia, who marched on Concord and Lexington and later Bunker Hill. 
two headstones for slaves in Andover are located in this burial ground for Pomp Lovejoy and Rose Coburn, the last slave to die in Andover. Many abolitionists lived in Andover, founding the Free Church, and helped aid in the Underground Railroad movement, including safe houses located in town. Of the original 35 members of the church, only three original stones remain. Only 113 stones remain before 1800 out of 1500 burials, and 33 of those stones are abbots. There were many examples of the beautiful carvings of the day in this cemetery. Willows, death's heads, soul effigies, hands, and quite a few table stones. I found a slightly different carving on some of the death's heads with a decorated orb above the traditional skulls. A local carver must have been enjoying some artistic license. One stone I particularly fell in love with was that of Sarah Hinsdale, which shows the image of an angel holding an infant. Also of note were two stones for the Abbott brothers, Albert and Lewis, who were firefighters that died in the Great Fire of Boston on November 10, 1872, Boston's largest urban fire, which killed more than 30 people. It was a beautiful day for cemetery tripping, and Van Helsing tagged along to assist me in my search for remarkable stones. So I will end this episode with a selfie and wish you happy cemetery tripping of your own. Now, there you go. Got to throw Annie in there. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice there was like this orby, glowy thing? Where? On this tombstone when you had your picture taken. Really? Yeah. I did not. Could be paranormal. Oh. I don't know. Could be the brilliant sunshine we all know that was sitting orbs, in. Orbs are paranormal, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. Whatever. Everybody has their own opinion. I don't know. So anyways, that was pretty good, and we had a good time. But um, before we get into table tipping, which the show is all about, I'd like to uh, remember somebody, uh, a good friend of mine and a member of the New England Ghost Project team passed away this past week mm. uh, at 50 years old, which is, you know, it's like a third of my age or something. I know, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, that's Dam, Thermal Dam Parsons. Uh, no relation to Steve Parsons, but he always called him cousin because Steve had met him before. Okay. And uh, Thermal Dan was a, a deputy fire chief for mm -hmm. the town of Hamilton. He was uh, an awesome uh, guy. He he was like really inquisitive. He was in astronomy and all some other other stuff. And uh, you, you know what's really funny is is like his. I found out because his son contacted me through Facebook. And uh, I, I always remember his son, although I never met him, because his son is an avid swimmer, swimmer and a, a champion swimmer. Oh. So Steve used to always go, I mean, excuse me, Dan used to always go to his events, uh, you know, all his meets mm -hmm. all the time. So mm -hmm. he didn't miss out on some of the uh, uh, investigations. Got to go to my son's meet. So, mm -hmm. you, you know, but, and, and the really odd thing about this was, uh, about a week ago, he died last Thursday, and about a week ago, on a Tuesday, he had popped in to the Ghost Chronicles International chat room. Oh. And it was just strange, because he usually doesn't, and uh -huh. he, he just appeared there. And uh, Steve and I thought that was kind of unusual, and then, of course, I was shocked. But uh, we call him Thermal Dan, because, as I mentioned before, he was a deputy fire chief. Uh-huh. And... Um, 
he had access to some of the first thermal imaging. Not these little cheap FLIR cameras. Oh, right. They big had these deal. huge, yeah. big-ass ones you could mm-hmm. see through mm-hmm. walls and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they had these, uh, it was like, not wired, but they used to send the signal to a, a transponder, so it would go, I mean, it was awesome. And uh, he went on an investigation, he got the ball with I mean, the, I think it was around... Thirty-five, forty thousand dollars for oh this piece God. of equipment. So, <laughs> God, that with your life and don't drop it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was rugged. It was made the. Tr- that was the interesting thing. It was really rugged. Oh, you know, it's because they use right? it for firefighting, mm-hmm. and you could drop it, and nothing would happen to it. Uh, it was black and white though. Uh, but uh, the first time I, I think we used it was at uh, Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse uh, on our first investigation there, and uh, the lighthouse is here, and then down the. The walkway is the oil house. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was inside, and Dan said to me, Ron, Ron, you got to come here, quick. So I came out, and I looked in the thermal imaging, and it was a, a figure there, a dark black figure. Now, in thermal imaging, because it's black and white, right. a heat signature is white, and a, a cold signature is black. So mm-hmm. whatever this, you know, it certainly looked human, maybe pareidolia, maybe what, but it was right by the oil house, and... We started walking towards it, and we could still see it on thermal imaging. We got to within six feet of it, and it just disappeared. Wow. That's cool. So that was uh, one interesting uh, time I had with them. Another one was at the uh, 1859 house in Methuen, Mm -hmm. and I was up on the third floor, and I was doing my investigating, and Dan was stepped back, scanning the area in a thermal imaging. Then all of a sudden, I said, wow, this is weird. I feel like there's a cat at my feet and <laughs> I don't know if anybody who has cats but cats will sometimes go and they'll rub against right. your legs mm-hmm. uh, and that's what it felt like and so he switched it out he says Ryan you're not going to believe it but it sure looks like a cat in a thermal imaging and once again it was wow. black meaning cold versus right. a, a warm thing so that was cool and then in Wood Island Lighthouse when we did that investigation with the Boston Globe uh, we went late at night. We went down the uh, the walkway that runs the entire length of the island. There's only the lighthouse on the island and, and the docking on the other side of it. And uh, he kept seeing an image dot across the uh, boardwalk, oh. you know, on the camera. And Maureen was with me at that time, and and it just dotted in, in, in the distance. Then it looked clear. Then she goes, "Oh." I feel like something just hit me. <laughs> and then she got, we went a little farther, and bang, it was the same way again. And then eventually, bam, she got nailed. Uh, something jumped in where she was uh, trans-channeling uh, this mm-hmm. person who was on their last throes of being killed. They were, like, oh. crawling on the, the boardwalk. So, oh. uh, yeah, that was uh, another interesting uh, time with Dan. Dan was always a good guy. And he, he always was steady. You know, he never... Never like, whoa, look at that or nothing. He was just cool. He'd run, come here, take a look at this. Right, and of right. course, the most famous one of his is something you knew very well, the East Bridgewater Triangle in Freetown State Forest. The Bridgewater Triangle. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Bridgewater, <laughs> East Bridgewater. Bridgewater. It's always Bridgewater. Me, whatever. I don't get yeah. all these Bridgewaters. So in in East Bridgewater, uh, West yeah, Bridgewater. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the parishes. You can't so get along with So he was involved with that? Yeah, he was. He liked to go in there. No, he was on an expedition that that was on all the TV channels, oh, uh, cool. Destination America, Monsters mm-hmm. in America. That that that's shot of of uh, Maureen being mm-hmm. uh, taken over by the Puckwudgie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and, and that one, he, he had the thermal image, and, and he kept telling us there's something following us as we made our way through the woods. He says, I keep picking it up, but every time I put it on it, it just goes and it disappears. So uh, we, were, oh, we were in there for quite a while, and all of a sudden he says, Ron, come here quick. Uh, you got to see this. And the figure, or whatever it was, was between some trees. And it just started to get stronger and stronger. And it actually morphed into the face of Scream. You know that movie, Scream? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and it just got bigger and bigger. And it came close to the camera. And then, of course, Maureen got taken over that time by that puck wedgie thing, yeah. whatever that wow. was. Wow. Yeah. So uh, Dan was a, a great member of the team, never got excited. You know, always had a great sense of humor. And so, Dan, we're going to miss you. And uh, God bless him. You know what? If you want, Dan, and you got the chance, communicate with us because we'll be there out there go. doing stuff mm-hmm. like table tipping. That's right. So, Dan, rest in peace. Right. We love you. All right. God so, bless. back to uh, table tipping. Yes. So, it was a neat event, right? Oh, it was pretty much a capacity crowd. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had people... It ran the gamut from people who had never done table tipping before mm-hmm. to, you know, not not professionals, but, you know, people old pros, yeah, old yeah, pros, yeah, pros who had done a lot of table tipping. There were people there that were psychics, mm-hmm. um, other people like me <laughs> mm-hmm. who are just, you know, regular everyday people. And, of course, I was there with my camera, so we did take a lot of video. Um, do we want to maybe play? Well, before we get into it, let's talk a little bit about what table tipping is, because a lot of people don't know. Uh, Table tipping really caught on. I mean, there are cases of it always back to the Romans and perhaps before either. Mm -hmm. Um, But basically, it's a form of divination, uh, like dowsing, the Ouija board, and everything else, where you communicate uh, with spirit using a tool. In this case, it's like the table. We have a table here. So it's my mother's table. Yep. Just FYI. You put your. Uh, I was going to get that for you, but I didn't want to. Lost myself. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> you put your hands on it, and uh, the table will react to your questions. Right. Now, it reacts in different ways. You know, a lot of people. Uh, it's also called table turning, mm-hmm. um, table knocking. Uh, th- there's a list of it. It took on really big uh, in, during the spiritualist uh, days of the you know, 1890s and on, right. and uh, especially in Victorian times. Uh, and the good thing about table tipping and why it took on is they eliminated the middleman. You didn't need a medium. Uh-huh. So you could talk to your grandmother. Anybody. Right. You could mm-hmm. talk to your grandmother. You could talk to your mom. You could talk to Dan, wherever you are, mm-hmm. and uh, use the table without... A medium present, mm-hmm. so people enjoyed that. And and at the at the beginning of it, it was it was considered like the Ouija board, a parlor game. Right. And you know, no one got excited about it. No one says, "Oh, you're going to rot in hell if you <laughs> whatever." You let the demons in. Yeah. You know, you would. The whole family would do it. You know, mm-hmm. you'd sit around and, and contact uh, your your aunt Mary or whoever it was, and uh, get away with it. So, anyways, there are different ways that the spirit will communicate with you through the table. Uh, and I've seen tons of this stuff, and you're going to see some of it today. Uh, one of it, of course, and the most popular is the table uh, where it will actually you can ask questions and it will give you yes and no. So, mm-hmm. for instance, if we would say, if there are any spirits with us here tonight, can you make the table uh, move once? 
and it'll go like that. Mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, is your, are you female? Once for yes, twice for no. So it would do like that. And eventually you can even go into, okay, what is your name? Can you spell out, give us the first letter of your name? Right. And how you do that, is it A? Can you move the table when it, uh, there is, there's several ways. You can have the table going, okay, so like this. Is yeah. it A? Is it B? Is it C? Right. Is it D? And it'll stop. Okay, and another way is you put your hands on it and you ask the other way is, is your letter A, your letter, first letter of your first name A, is it B, is it C, is it D, and it moves. So right. there are different ways of doing it. There are also knockings where you can, the table will hit, you'll hear creaks and cracks in the table. And you can ask, can you knock once for yes, twice for no, whatever, whatever you use. And the table will creep out to you. Okay. Um, the table will uh, sometimes tell you who it wants to speak to, what spirits are here. So, for instance, we might be sitting here, and uh, are there any spirits with us? Yes. Uh, can you tell us who you want to speak to? And it might go to, like, Anne. Yes. So it wants to Seen it talk happen. to Anne. Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that, that will work. Um, there are other ways uh, that it will uh, talk to you as well. Uh, at the end, a lot of times, the table will hug you. And this is interesting to see. Uh, it's kind of frightening. If you've never seen it before. <laughs> I think. <laughs> have you ever seen it? Um, only only in pictures. and. Uh... Yeah, the table will turn upside down, and basically it will put its two, or usually it's a, a three-pronged table, it'll put its, its on your shoulders, and that's called a hug. Um, Sometimes I'm thinking maybe it's not a hug, but... Um... You know, depends who it is. You know, and, and we're going to talk about some of the, the adventures I had in a while, but one of the first ones uh, I've done, uh, table tipping with Teresa Lally, and she's written a couple books on table tipping, healing books on the healing table, and also on table tipping for beginners. And uh, at the end of that, the table was inverted, okay? And I think, I'm trying to think it was three or four people on the table. But everyone got a hug, and wow. I was damned and determined <laughs> that I was not going to get a hug by that stupid table. I wonder why. <laughs> and so it flipped over, and every time it tried to go to me, I would push against it. Eventually, the force of it was so great that it forced me out of my chair and back against the wall and just nailed I'm me against the wall. I'm telling you, it wasn't hugging you. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> But that, that's one of the things that happened. And, and the other thing you will see, too, is that the table will sometimes run with you. Oh, and, yes. And you witness that. We saw that a it lot will take off. the other night. It will take off. Kind of crazy. Uh, I don't know the purpose of that, though. I just don't get yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not uh, But it will happen. Myself. I've seen it. Um, and we did just get a, a question from our chat room. Mm -hmm. um, what is your most memorable experience with table tipping from our friend Stephen Scott? Was that your most memorable experience? No. With table tipping? No. Can you share with us? Well, I will later on in the show, which All is... Right. Oh, no, I can't, because we don't have the video. Oh, yeah, the video, unfortunately, would not would not cooperate with us. Mm. But... Uh, okay. So... My first... Explain uh, it, Lucy. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so I have to paint the picture, is that what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. Um... As I mentioned, uh, table tipping, I, I have a, a paranormal study group, and I, I like to explore different methods 
of uh, investigation and spirit communication and so forth. And we did table tipping. I think the first time I had uh, Jenny May introduced me to table tipping. And uh, oh, by the way, Teresa Lolly, I broke her table. That was her favorite one too. Uh, but anyway, when, when you were trying to shove it away from no, it, so no, no, it this was just using oh, it. Oh, okay. This was just using it. Just totally broke the leg oh, off it. It's like wow, nice. okay. Nice. But anyways, uh, so that was the first time I was introduced. It was Jenny Mays uh, when she introduced it to me. And then later on, we went to Rose Island Lighthouse, which you know, Ann, because yes. you've investigated there before yep, as I've well, been over right? Yeah, there. Yeah. Yep. It's in. Is it in Rhode Island? Yes. No. Is it? Yeah. Uh, or is it? Well, whatever. Yes. It's right out of Newport. Newport. There yeah. you go. So anyways, it's, uh, we went there for an investigation, and um, Jeremy was there. Jeremy Dontremont, who's a lighthouse expert, mm -hmm. and also Dave uh, McGurdy, who heads the Lighthouse Foundation. Yeah. And then, then the, the, rest, yep, the rest of my team. Uh, so during the investigation, Jeremy, myself, and uh, Dave, now Jeremy and, and, and Dave had never done table tipping before, and they, they really, um, I was going to say, this is only my second time, but there were a couple other times which I'm going to have to mention before, and this is all building up to my most best experience, so anyways, so we were in the, in, in the parlor where a picture was taken and there was a spirit, so we had table tipping, and we asked it questions, and every time it would go to Jeremy and push in his lap, and, and it got to the, so funny, because at, at one point he says, Oh, don't hurt me! And uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it was. Uh, I thought I was going to have shirts made up that said that, but uh, <laughs> I never did. Uh, but anyway, so that was, you know, it was interesting. But once again, it was a small table, so I always think you can, you know, manipulate a small table, which mm -hmm. you can. This, I mean, this is pretty. This, yep. If you have something like this, you can do pretty right. well with it. Right, and it's a little wobbly because it's it's really old and it needs to be glued back together. So like me, huh? Yeah, like Ron. Yeah, like Van Helsing. So anyways, uh, we did that in the evening, and then finally around 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, we went up to the uh, keeper's house where Jan, St. Jan, my wife, and I were staying for the night, and in the kitchen was this huge oak table. It was about five foot across, about that thick. It wow. was hugely thick. Double pedestal now. No, it's like on these little no, legs now. Really heavy. Pedestal yep. table. Mm -hmm. Heavy, heavy. Mm -hmm. So there were, I think, about six or seven of us that sat around that table, all men, um, Jeremy and, and Dave, who had just done table tipping for the first time there, the rest of them had never done it before, and then myself. And we put our hands on top of the table very lightly, not in the, out like this. Now, you got to remember, this is a big table. Uh, it was way above our knees, you know, so it wasn't like you could lift your knees up and, right. and move it or move anything. Move it around. And it started off slowly, you know, just like a, the table was turning almost liquid, and you could feel the vibrations moving slowly and slowly and slowly, and then it started picking up and picking up, and then it started rocking and rocking, and then it spun a little bit and turned a little bit, and it started vibrating higher and higher, and, and we were like, whoa, we were laughing and everything, because and at that time at night... And the video is crazy. I've seen the video yep. numerous times. And Cal Cooper, who was here, for, uh, parapsychologist from the UK, Steve Fossens, they've all seen it, and they're, they're at a loss to explain it. Uh, and that table, for about 45 minutes, was thing, and then finally at the very end, we were yelling, come on, jump, 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 and it jumped right up the end and just dropped and nothing, just ended like that. So that was long, but my, my experiment. Wow. 
I know you couldn't wait. See, if you had the video, I wouldn't have gone there through all that. But no, that's the way it we'll is. Have to, we'll have to put it up. I'll work on getting it on our Facebook no, page. No, that's okay. That's all right. I will. I right, can get cover it one of my events. I'll show it to you then. But I do think <laughs> we should play. We do have a lot of clips. Yeah, from, so we better get to it, event, right? So we, uh, we do need to get to it. Let me... Um, start with Amy? We'd like to start with a little explanation from our friend Amy, uh, who did the, the presentation with Ron. Mm -hmm. And Russ, if you could play that uh, presentation from Amy Major. That's okay. That's so that that actually was not the clip we wanted, but and I'm not sure if but that's okay. So we just uh, got to make sure that our mics are on while these clips are being played because we have to comment on them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so if we can play the next one, which would be Amy Major, uh, what's it called? Explanation or there there is a clip in there, Russ, called Amy Explanation. All right. Okay. We've got it now. Here we go. I just want to give you all a little bit of a background for me. Hi, my name is Amy Major. I am a spiritualist, which is what originated Tableton being from. It actually did originate, um, if you've heard of the Fox Sisters of 1848, they started a book called Rapping, Rapping for the Noises, Knocking on Walls in the Form of Communication. And from there, mediums started trying to deviate from that into different forms of communication, that's where we came up with the Ouija board, and that's where we came up with a little parlor game, is what we call table tipping, is what we see in front of us today. So, we're going to all be experiencing that, and I'm going to share with you exactly how we protect ourselves, the difference how you can be a medium, how you don't need to be a medium with this, and all kinds of information you can get from a table. Okay, so that, that was Amy explaining table tipping and kind of where it originated. She talked about the Fox sisters mm -hmm. who were very famous, um, you know, Victorian. Yeah, they're, they're actually the beginning of the spiritualist yeah. movement. They were up at State New York and mm -hmm. they would hear rappings and then they ended up communicating and so forth. But uh, the interesting thing, though, is, is I brought up Ouija boards during my part of the talk. Yes. And she didn't really like that, I could tell. No. No, she said, oh, well, the, you know, yes, Ouija board is a div divination, too. But, uh, you know, there's such bad uh, karma about it because everybody doesn't like it. So that creates bad karma. It's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, but we just didn't go there. Huh? <laughs> we didn't go there. We didn't go there. No. I mean, <laughs> everybody's entitled to their own opinions. Right. And I always right. say, if you're not comfortable doing something, don't do it. Absolutely. So anyway. So. All right. So that, that was uh, Amy. And we also showed you briefly before that, Ann and I uh, and Amy doing the table where the table took off and yes. started running around. And I love the way you, by the way, 
uh, faded that right end because it took off and went all it, around went, the entire yeah. room. And needless to say, I was not on camera, so I could not follow it. I didn't have a camera person. Because you were on the board. I was I mean, on the I was on the table. Yep. And I I really didn't expect the table to take off like a racehorse. Neither but, did I, by the way. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was the demonstration mm -hmm. because uh, people in the audience, um, especially those who had never done it before. We wanted to give them a demonstration, um, and we thought I think it would be much more low key. And uh, but uh, Amy is really, um, I, I think she she channels a lot of energy, mm -hmm. and the thing just took off like a shot. So we literally did a loop around the room. So, and then we came back. I mean that's interesting, <laughs> but I, I don't see the purpose of it. I mean the other ones yeah. you're communicating with spirit, but right. for just the spirit to, it's called dancing with the table. Dancing, but, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it, to me. I'm not sure of the uh, the purpose of it, really. Mm -hmm. Right. With spirit, I'm not saying it's not real or nothing, but I'm yeah. just saying I, I'm not sure of the the purpose. The of purpose, it. right? Is to just show they're there. Yeah, and uh, I, I, you know, I, I had my first experience with that at Contact, a, a thing I did back in the early 2000s up at the Houghton Mansion. Right. We have that photograph, oh, well, right? We have a, and we do have a picture. Yes, Ron brought a picture from that event mm -hmm. called Contact, um, and, and Russ, if you could put up, it's the first still photo that we have, and it's just kind of unusual. It's a colored one, right? Yeah, it's a colored photo. There, there it, it is. is. All right. And yep. Do you want me to explain it? You go ahead, Okay. because I wasn't there. Uh, <laughs> this was uh, at, at, at the hall at the Houghton Mansion, of course, which is an extremely haunted place. Uh, it's been on Ghost Hunters and... Uh, the uh, ghost adventures and everything else. We were actually the first ones to investigate it. Um, but anyways, they had a table there, and what this was a picture was taken by somebody in the audience. And that table, they did table tip in the very similar way that, that Amy did. The, t the table took off mm -hmm. and ran across the room. Now, they actually ran with the thing, which was amazing <laughs> to see them, because they were running. And I don't mean the table was on the floor. It was actually off the floor, and, it, and they were running with it. And I mean, they ran around the hall. It was it was interesting. Uh, once again, it's I don't nice. know the purpose of it, uh, why the spirit would do that, but mm -hmm. they, they call it table dancing. So uh, right. that's a pretty neat photograph that was taken by uh, Kim. Uh, Kim, what's the last name? I can't remember or something. But she was there at the time. But the the thing that is interesting about this photo, and I immediately said to Ron, was this taken through a, a window right. because that's clearly a reflection. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, no, there's no window there. So, what what do you see? I mean, you can see all the shadows and everything, but yeah. you know, I, I can't explain it. Uh, I really can't. You know, I mean, you look at one of them; it looks like he has a, a hat on. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, I see like a hooded figure, mm -hmm. maybe a few of them, mm -hmm. and um, I I can't imagine what that would be. Oh, so. And okay, you can take you can you, you take can take down. it down now, but. That is a pretty freaky picture because my immediate reaction was. She checked that check out behind us. She's driving me nuts. I know. She's giving me the evil eye. I think she's giving but, us all. Mm. Uh, she's giving you the evil eye. Mm. Oh, there's the full picture. <laughs> it is Hillary. <laughs> Thanks, Russ. Our control room really appreciated that show. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mentioned all the candidates before. I was equal. All right. Okay. <laughs> so now I lost my train of thought. The picture. Really? The, With the me? picture again. I derailed. I yeah. derailed. So well, I just think it's crazy because to me, I immediately looked at that picture and thought, 
it's a flashback. It's mm. a it's a someone took a picture through glass, and it and it is a reflection of of them. Mm-hmm. But you know, if there's no glass there, wasn't, there, there I was no glass. Really, I, I, I can have no I can clue. attest to that. There was no glass. Yet. I have no clue. So so anyway. All right. Uh, I'm just trying to uh, plan out our clips. Now we have another clip. Do we want to play sure. of the various groups? Um, yeah, we would like to see you know people participating in it, and we can kind of comment on it as well. Right. Okay. Right, so if we leave our mics up, we can comment on it. Yes, Russ, mm-hmm. please leave our mics up and mm-hmm. play uh, clip number two. Table. <laughs> okay. So here we have another uh, table dancing, right? Yes. There's Amy on the on the. That's Amy. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Table. She, she went over with the group, and you can see that table still rocking. Mm-hmm. This was another group. I'm just doing random groups, and these two ladies, as you can see, the table is tipping back and forth. It looks like maybe they're doing an alphabet. Yep, could very well be. Um, there's another group where you've just got the table leaning into somebody. Mm-hmm. And then now the group we're coming to next mm-hmm. was right in front of my camera. And you see, see the lady on the, the right? Yep. She's looking under the table. This is her first time table tipping. Oh, really? She's like... Look at her, yeah. You, That's amazing. She, she actually said, oh, my God, it's moving. She's absolutely... Flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. Yeah. That's and this lady fun. is doing the thing with the alphabet letters. Yep. That's the one thing I hate about it. It's so long and boring. Especially, long. you know, if your name's William, give me the first letter of your name. <laughs> a, B, C, D, yeah. A, But that's F, what this lady is doing right I here. I know. Oh, my God. So that's pretty cool. So the table just said hi to them. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. And then we have another one over here, right? Yep. This is a group I showed earlier, and the table is still very slowly tipping towards the person in the rear there, mm-hmm. and you can see I think they had added a couple more people since the last time I put the camera on them. Now, we had a lot of tables. I we had, did. I had seven tables of my own that I brought. Yeah. Thanks to Ocean State Job Box. <laughs> <laughs> now, again, now here's this table rocking away. If you look at their hands, mm-hmm. the lady in the rear barely has, her hands are like sliding around on top of the table. Right. They barely have their hands on it. So they seem to be having a lot of good luck. And again, <laughs> there's this table. Hugging. Yeah. Yeah. Giving people hugs. Yeah. Um, I, I, let me, I got a comment on, on one of, I don't know if we have a photograph of the people coming up or not, but uh, there was one that I, I was really moved on. I mean, mm-hmm. really uh, personally moved on. on. Well, here we go. Now, this is another table that just Amy came over and the thing just took off. Mm-hmm. And um, you will see it coming quite close to my camera in a moment. I actually, you'll see me back up because I thought they were going to hit me. Wow, that's moving right along. Now, that's, that's a job lot table, folks, not a haunted table. Yep. <laughs> I was like, please move the other way. Because <laughs> I thought table, they right? were going to take me out. Yeah. 
when she gets on it, they seem to be doing that little dance thing. That, yep. That, uh, they really, they, they go off at a, at a high rate of speed. Yeah, and so. there, there was also another one that did, too. There was, they were supposedly, uh, had a little kid child, on the table. Yeah. yeah, and they were... A spirit child. It was they were across the room. Unfortunately, I did not catch right. that footage. All right, so why don't we put up the next uh, one as well? Uh, okay, we have um, one more. Table tip number three, and this is a very large table. This this was a huge table that Amy pulled in. It was over off on the side of the room. That was an old table. And that was an old table, very large, and it was just turning. You can hear it creaking. And it was just going around. People were, you can see people are taking videos. So that was kind of, uh, that was crazy. That was another crazy thing that happened. Do, do we have one more clip? Or is that it? Uh, that, is, that is it. That is it for all our table tipping okay, clips. Okay, that's all table clips. But that was our event last mm -hmm. Friday. Um, I do want to, I have a, a story I want to tell, tell about it. For also, okay. it was, the cool thing about it was uh, a lot of people dressed up as well. Oh, Victorian, yeah. yeah. We asked and people to dress in Victorian style because you know how we are. And uh, here we are again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Always. Um, and that went well, too. There were some people that were yeah, really dressed. Yeah, had some great costumes. So I was surprised because one of the uh, persons that showed up for this event oh. was in my book, Ghost Chronicles. Mm -hmm. There's a whole chapter on her, in fact. Yes. And that is Wendy Redden, mm -hmm. and she is a pole dancer. Mm -hmm. She teaches pole dancing. She is. She's and, very, very nice, too. Oh, she's a riot. Yeah. We're going to have her on the really show, funny. actually. We're going to have her yeah. on the show. Huge show. Uh, but you know, I was really glad to see her. You know, I, as I said, I did a, a whole chapter in a book, and, and we're going to have her on the show, and we can talk about that later. But mm -hmm. uh, but she was there, and I came over. They asked me to, to sit on the table. They sit not on the at table, at table. that table. That would be a better way <laughs> to put it. Uh, Please don't uh, sit on our table. You'll yeah. break it. So sit at that table. She was there, and her mother was there as well. Yes. And uh, there was another person, and I believe that person's mother as well. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, there was another mother and a daughter at the yeah, table. Yeah, mother and daughter. So we, we started uh, doing the table tipping, and originally it was for Wendy's mother, mm -hmm. and some messages came through. And then a little bit later, uh, it changed different. Uh, it was a different feel to it. And the husband of the the mother over there yes. came through, and the table went right to her and just held in her lap. And all I can tell you is the feeling I I I received from that, and and that was that. I mean, we were asking questions as this was going on as well, and it really felt. Do you ever have a, a young, well, yes, you're a mother. You, you ever have a young child who grabs onto your legs when mm -hmm. you're, they're really of little course. and they don't want to let go? Yeah. Right? Don't leave. Can, right. You can feel don't it. Leave, Mom. You can feel the love and everything, uh. right? And all I can say is that it felt like her husband, okay, he first he said that I'm with you always. Mm -hmm. But. It would not leave from that position because it was like that little kid. Yeah. And what I felt was coming through was, I'm with you always, but this is the first time I can feel you. Mm -hmm. 
you know, That's I can so hold sweet. you. And, and it was, I mean, yeah, there was tears at the table and yeah. everything. So it was really, it was interesting. It really was. That's um, really sweet. And, and it's a thing, I don't know where it came from. It just developed as we were sitting, but it mm -hmm. was such a strong feeling that I could almost feel it myself. And so. that's, you know what, that's what it's about. And that's what people hope for. I mean, spirit tip, um, table tipping mm -hmm. is another form of spirit communication. And you want to talk to your loved ones. And you might go to a seance. You might go to a psychic. You might go to a table tipping event. Mm -hmm. It's about the communication. Right. So it's, it's also fun, too. It's Yeah, it was fun. And, it was fun. The, it doesn't the, have to be tears. Yeah, exactly. The neat thing about table tipping and some of the other forms of divination is that you can, in fact, if you remember in the beginning, I had the uh, the the early seance music from uh, the UK yes. and also from uh, Boston as well, the Spiritualist Church in Boston, uh, provided to us by the uh, science, the Society for Psychical Research in in the UK. And so we had that early music, and they used to play music like that, that that brought up the vibrations, that brought up the energy in the room. So we played that as well. But you can laugh and everything, and laughing in conversation while you're doing this. And that sometimes increases the energy in the room for, for whatever reasons. And But it's a fun thing to do as well. Well, so there was a lot well, of energy can, in that room, You can room, take it seriously. You can, you can, you know, do whatever you want with it. But mm -hmm. it's certainly fun, no matter what. It definitely is. Yeah. So we need to, speaking of fun, mm -hmm. do a little fun thing that we do called the paranormal news. Oh, Nate. We haven't heard from Nate in a little while, so we'd like to go ahead and go to the paranormal news with Nathan Mayer. Welcome to Paranormal News. I'm your host, Nathan Mayer. It's been a while since I've been here, and I dug up some stories while I was on hiatus. Some, some stories might be new, some might be old, so let's catch up. Ghostology, the art of the ghost hunter, written by Stephen T. Parsons, motivates paranormal investigators to go read their equipment manuals to understand how their tools of choice work and what they're actually designed to do. Guess what? It's not to catch ghosts, spirits, and the like. Ghostology also breaks down methods and techniques often used on popular paranormal television programs that seem to popularize equipment and methods that some paranormal seekers seem to use. Monkey see, monkey do, I guess. This book explains in detail how one should go about investigating the unknown. From the very beginning of interviewing witnesses to analyzing the sights and sounds of their recorded media. If you're looking for a story about the paranormal that you want to read all in one night, this book may not be for you. But there is a power word search at the end. And I gave it four lights, the orange light on the K2 meter. Next is It Follows Review, appropriate for ages 15 plus. It doesn't think, it doesn't feel, it doesn't give up. It Follows is a 2014 supernatural horror film about a young woman dealing with nightmarish visions and the inescapable sense that an unknown supernatural entity is after her after having a strange intimate encounter with her boyfriend. 
smart, original, and above all, terrifying. This stylish, creepy, suspenseful chiller is a rare modern horror film that works on multiple levels and leaves a lingering sting. Though the symbolism of social perceptions of paranormal anxieties about intimacy might have already been explored in the now classic 80s films, this film is a great throwback. Another, film, another theme explored in the movie is mortality, the existential dread in the face of death's inevitability and how people try and fail to postpone death. Also, I gave it four out of five lights on the K2 meter, the orange light. Oh, funny. Both of them are four lights, and it's April. Anyway, continuing on. Uh, nearly 325 years after the 19 accused of witchcraft were hanged in Salem, Massachusetts, a group of scholars has finally confirmed the place where the hangings took place, Proctor's Ledge. The Gallows Hill Project, a group of seven scholars, says they were able to definitively identify the location after five years of research using court records, maps, and ground-penetrating pen radar and aerial photographs and the 1,000 um, documents that survived from the time of the witch trials. Now the city intends to mark the location with a memorial. Proctor's Ledge, a wooded city-owned area that abuts Proctor and Pope Streets and described as a rocky ledge at the base of a hill, has been considered the most likely spot since the early 1900s. The team believes that the executions were carried out from a large tree, a common tradition at the time. The next story is the most recent story. Henry... Yao, the public rela uh, relations director of the Children's Museum of Houston, said he took a photo of the staircase in the lobby while staying at the famous Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado, with his wife for a weekend getaway. But when he looked at the photo the next day, after a night feeling uncharacteristically queasy and not sleeping well, he noticed an eerie figure at the top of the staircase. He said he didn't see it when he took the photo initially. Kevin Saprin of Southeastern Paranormal Investigative Research and Information Team, or SPIRIT, determined that the image did not look digitally altered and that there seems to be two figures, a lady dressed in black and a child to her left. The Stanley Hotel is famously known to be haunted and was the inspiration to Stephen King's The Shining after staying at the hotel himself. That concludes April's paranormal <laughs> news. See you next time. Thank, Thank you, you Nate. <laughs> <laughs> How did we ever get him to do that anyways? Oh, I don't know, because he's a nice kid. He is. <laughs> The only problem is I don't get my popcorn anymore. And I'm so oh, I know. We can't always be here with us. So, I mean, you saw the uh, the uh, photographs of the, the Stanley, right? Yeah. What did you think? I mean, um, they on the news and stuff. People, The regular channel news has picked them up. I know. Yeah. I, well, first of all, uh, I just want to say that the Stanley is on my bucket list, and, and even though maybe they cut back on their paranormal stuff, I still want to go there. Mm -hmm. um, 
I looked at that photograph, and it it looks like a figure at the top of the stairs to me. Mm -hmm. Now, I know there were some comments in the article accompanying it that, um, oh, that's an anomaly that happens with a panoramic, when someone takes a panoramic photo. You know how you can take Mm -hmm. a panoramic photo on your iPhone, and you just turn it. Um, So I don't don't know. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. How about you? I mean, do you think it's a bunch of hooey? I really don't know. It's a cool photograph. And that's all I can say. Yeah. You know, the the guy who was a director or something, right? So he's a fairly reputable source, right? Well, he seems to be. Well, I mean, he's from Houston. He's director of whatever the Children's Museum. Yeah, that's what I mean. So he's a fairly so, reputable. Yeah, what's he's that, not some. You know? Yeah. So he's not some yo-yo. Some yo-yo <laughs> that we know of. From yo-yo dine, <laughs> John Big Booty. <laughs> Oh, stop. Now you just got Russ going. Yeah, you don't get him going in the controller. Anyway. Uh, but I think it's a really interesting picture. And I don't know how you explain it, but, I mean, any picture that anybody comes out with, you know, usually gets shot down by, in general. But, again, it comes back to your personal experience. Mm-hmm. It's his photograph, and if it's legit, then then in his world... It is what it is. That's that's the interesting thing about it now, because we all have, you know, these stupid phones like you got and everything else. Well, some people have. I'm some still back in the flip phone age. Some people have phones from this century. Yep. Uh, so, anyways, I mean, there's so much of that, and people are taking so many pictures. Right. And you think there would be more of, of you know, capturing things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've personally seen an apparition, uh, I think, four times mm-hmm. that I can definitely say that I saw something. That's um, amazing. Yeah, and I'm, when, I'm, when I talk about an apparition, I'm not talking about a light anomaly or, or a mist or anything else. I'm talking about a full person uh, or an animal. I, one time it was a dog. So, uh-huh. uh, you know, so I, I know that's what I saw. Now, did, you know, is there something that's wrong with this head that saw it? Uh, some people will say yes. But anyway... <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. I'm right here, you know. Uh, oh, I forgot. Yeah. So, but no, seriously. So even if you get a, a full apparition like that, and say that's a legit picture, you've got so many other people that are, are just going to poo-poo it. Right. Because there are people out there that have apps that produces ghosts oh, of course. in the air. And, of course. And there's other ways to... Because we all didn't have enough trouble convincing the paranormal community that our photos are legit. Let's make up an app that'll make them fake. Thank you. Thank you, whoever put those apps together. We really appreciate it. And I've had people send me pictures before and say, oh, look at the face that my uh, my brother captured in this app. And I look at it, and I'm like, yeah. And he put it there. It's mm-hmm. not. It's the way it is. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's sad. I made a joke on you. Yeah. I mean, you go, <laughs> we go all the way back to, you know, Mumbler from Boston, who, who used to do spirit photography back in the 1800s. And uh, I'm sure I've mentioned him on the show, but, you know, he would charge $10 for these photographs and you would sit there and your mother would show up behind you or or whatever. And, uh, you know, there you go. And they would have a picture. You know, Mary Todd Lincoln was there and Abraham Lincoln showed up. Mm -hmm. Um, But they, you know, some people got suspicious because some of these ghosts that were there, they saw him walking around town. Uh, So... (laughs) 
you know, they were getting a suspicion. They, they brought found him, him at the butchers. Yeah, <laughs> they brought him, you know, they brought him in, in, to trial in New York State. And, uh, you know, they even brought in uh, uh, P.T. Bottom for the prosecution as a witness. And, uh, you know, but they didn't find him guilty, uh, which is interesting. But it ruined him, totally ruined him, because right. it cost himself so much money to defend himself. Right. And... Uh, but so you do have people that, that faked. I mean, you go back to Houdini and the seances and all that, where he mm-hmm. used to call out mediums and everything. But uh, Hence but, our friends behind us, maybe. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. But, you know, even, you know, even table tipping, um, they had devised devices to, to check that. Oh, uh, of course. Faraday, uh, you know, Faraday, uh, I don't know if you were aware, he was a scientist. Mm-hmm. And he, what he did is he had a... A table on top of a table, basically. So that if you pushed it, the top would move, ah, and the bottom would not. Okay. Uh, but I have to tell you a cool story, and I think we do have time. Yes, a couple do. minutes. Um, Make it fast. We we were at uh, the lighthouse, and we took out. Uh, we were in that the uh, observation tower at the fort, mm-hmm. and Leslie was there, and I had a little three-legged table, and I put a Ouija board. On it, and we were doing the Ouija board on it. And the the interesting thing about it is the table started moving underneath the Ouija board, oh. which was kind of cool. <laughs> and one so other we got thing, a twofer. We got a twofer. <laughs> and one other thing is is a couple of, about a month ago I did that paranormal retreat, spiritual and paranormal retreat. And as part of it, uh, at the uh, Daniel Stone Inn, we did uh, red light seance, which involves table tipping as well, table. Um, so we did that night, and I was really excited and everything else. And then late Saturday night, I said, anybody else want to go back? Because we wanted to check out some anomalies that we had picked it up. I went on the thermal imaging, and we tried to reproduce it. And so we, we did that. We uh, There were about four of us, all people that know me, that, that like ghost hunting. <laughs> <laughs> and we went back, and we, we investigated a little bit. And then we went up to the seance room. And in the seance room, uh, Doug Brown was there and Susan Brown and... Uh, uh, Patty, who was one of my students from Paranormal CSI at Northern Essex, and another woman who had from Virginia, and we sat her on the table, and 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 Doug was taking notes Better because wrap it up. yeah, okay, and <laughs> Doug was taking notes, and uh, and Sue was doing uh, something else, and and Patty was over there, and all of a sudden the table started moving by itself. Oh my God! Nobody had their hands on it. Let's end my story. Make it all right, now we're gonna make it. <laughs> Thank you for abbreviating that story, and it is awesome. Is an awesome story. But now we have to say goodbye.